strong. Well, I don't think Sean's coming, Damo, so I think it might just be uh, the two of us here today. But welcome back to the Triax Performance Channel. Uh, I'm Rob Delves and joined by Damon Bednarski, of course, as always. And today, talking about something that's pretty important, and that is mental health for practitioners, particularly during uh, the COVID period in which we're in. So sports scientists and strength and conditioning coaches and, and talking about the sort of the mental health challenges that, that they seem to be facing during this period. So, Damo, this is a pretty important discussion point uh, for you and I and a lot of other people in the industry, and it's probably something that I don't think has been uh, touched upon enough in uh, comparison to athletes and, and bubble lives and, and all those sort of things. So today we really want to touch on, firstly, how COVID has probably impacted practitioners at the moment and some of the mental health challenges that they're facing and, and some of the things they can't do that might be holding them back in their career as well. So I know given your experiences and, and some of the things you're doing at the moment, particularly at you know, Deakin and a few other experiences you've had, do you want to maybe just talk about some of the discussion uh, points in terms of how COVID is impacting uh, pra- practitioners at the moment, particularly young practitioners? Yeah, thanks, Rob. In particular, I guess with the young practitioners or anyone that's working in the industry, um, with Victoria being in a, another lockdown at the moment, it essentially shuts down everything for anyone in in that health and fitness industry, which includes ourselves. So unless you're in the elite sporting sector and you get the exemptions, you're essentially out of work. So as a young practitioner or someone that's 100% invested in the industry for employment, um, you're you're certainly put out on your ass um, during this period, which can be um, quite difficult with no money coming in. And um, we're having this chat off air, but... um, most people in that industry also not eligible for any of the government benefits that they've given out um, in earlier lockdowns or the current ones. So um, it certainly makes it difficult being in that position that if you're hundred percent invested in it for your employment, then um, you've got nothing coming in. So I know fortunately for myself, I've sort of, I'm diversified in my work where I've got income coming from different streams. But if you are invested in it, I know like my employer at, at a private gym essentially has nothing coming in during this time. Um, your local footy clubs and stuff like that aren't open. So you, you've got no work in that mm. sector. So it can be quite challenging. And when you bring that back to the mental health side of things, it can be a real cause for anxiety and depression and all these factors because if you don't have money coming in and you can't afford to the simple things in life, so your rent, your food, everything like that, like it's certainly putting a lot more pressure on, on you. And just because the nature of the industry, everyone in it really is either a casual or a contracted employee. So it is high risk at the best of times, but you, when you put in a global pandemic, it certainly makes it a whole lot more difficult for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. And, I think what you said about there is in casual employment, that's a, that's a staple if you're a young sort of, you know, uh, conditioning coach, personal trainer, whatever it might be, like you, a lot of those times you're working for that casual employment. And I know you'll probably know this as well, but in terms of like getting the repetitions in for coaching and your own personal development, like it's imperative that you get that continuity week to week and making sure that you're still building upon your skills as well. And that's quite frustrating, I'd imagine, for a lot of people, particularly even third year undergraduates that need to do internships and need to get the hands-on experience. And the last 12 months, it's been largely interrupted from that, hasn't it? Like a lot of you know, universities and stuff are going to online learning, but you really need to get your hands dirty face-to-face to really build upon those skills. Don't you? 
yeah, I think even if for us that have been out, out of university for a while, you still need to be coaching regularly. Otherwise, mm. you're, you're losing touch a little bit. You can only do so much planning and preparation while you're away. But if you're not coaching, you start to lose those skills. And I think, as you said, Rob, with university students and being involved in that directly through some work there as well, what, what I've noticed is a lot of students, you know, they have to do their compulsory placements for ESSA requirements and everything like that. But the nature of how these have been done or the pause that's been put on them. So a lot of students, particularly through last year, when it opened back up again, a lot of facilities weren't actually having interns come in. Some places provided a virtual internship. So you did some coaching over Zoom, you know, you did some workshops and stuff like that, but Mm. it just doesn't match that face-to-face coaching that you're doing. So I I, kind of feel like it's put that next crop six to 12 months behind in their coaching development because they've missed out on actually coaching face-to-face for, you know, up to 12 months because of the lockdowns. Look, I I can see the benefits of Zoom and it's great. And if you want to go back to our point where, you know, the income's not coming in, Zoom's obviously one way that you could get around that and run some Zoom sessions. But the number of clients that actually want to pay and participate in that is going to be far reduced compared to -to face-to-face coaching. And at the same time, it's pretty hard to get your coaching skills across in a Zoom session when you can't help manipulate them into a position. You can only use your verbal cues and then the person's got to stop exercising to watch you, then restart. And then, you know, depending on what type of setup they've got, it's pretty hard. If you're doing a Zoom setup, it's sort of, you sort of just got someone there just in case just to watch you and maybe explain a few things. It's, it's pretty hard to get that high level of coaching across. And also when you're doing a Zoom session, most people don't have all the equipment and everything too, do they? So it, it really does hamper your coaching in terms of communication i think it's probably really good test for that but in terms of your overall coaching it's definitely been difficult for for these interns who most won't be able to get back into that for another month at least if if facilities are happy to let them back in so i think what you said there in terms of this like six to 12 months behind what if from a mental health standpoint if you're third year undergrad from my personal experience is that you know i think at the end of third year, that's very difficult to get a job in, a, in the elite sector straight out of uni. I think that brought across your mind pretty early on that it's very difficult and challenging and you need a bit of luck to get that. So what you said is interesting there from a mental health perspective for a young practitioner, do you feel like, oh, it's, you know, it's another burden on the shoulders already that, well, you know, I haven't had my internship that everybody else has done. Like, it feels like it's getting away from me now a little bit, like I'm even further behind in and what seems like a tough industry to crack. Like, is that the sort of mentality you think would be a lot of people would be suffering at the moment? I think so, Rob, because we've been in that position and you come out of <laughs> undergraduate uni and, <laughs> and you're hoping you're hoping that you probably go into a position, but not even necessarily a position at a high performance or elite setting, but just no, you know, no. like moving into a lead role at your at a footy club mm. or a VFL club or something like that. These places don't just take on people with zero experience. So if if this is you coming out of uni or your second or third year and this is the, the year that you're hoping to really build on that experience. If you've missed out on that, you really are pushing it back a year. And then as we know, it is quite difficult to establish good, stable work in the industry when you're working in these sort of casual contract roles that we're talking about. So it, it is going to push back that career development an extra year. So I remember a university lecturer saying once that, you know, if you want to work in this industry, you shouldn't be stuck in the shelves at Coles or Kmart in your third year of uni. Well, unfortunately, I think for people in this industry mm. at the moment are going to have to rely on that alternate stream of income from, from a job that does operate during 
COVID or lockdown yeah. times. Well, Probably listen, for the next couple of couple of years, because as we can see, Victoria was fine and merry for weeks and months on end, and then you know, bang like that, you're in a lockdown again, and you've you've lost your employment and unable to pay the rent and stuff. So I think my advice would be to diversify your employment at this stage if you're a third year student and just hold on to those jobs that will pay the bills during break or lockdown. And like you said again, there that like we found it tough in third year, and we weren't going for a pandemic. Like we still had face-to-face contact with people and we still had the normal routines of life whereas like a practitioner now a third year student like they're literally doing an internship online they're doing all these things so again behind the eight ball which isn't ideal and from a mental perspective from like that sort of cohort like I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they would find it embarrassing like or maybe a bit self-conscious about how you know it, it's hard to already sustain a living like i know personally this is me talking as well so i found it embarrassing when you know i was working so many days on internships and and all that sort of stuff there wasn't i wasn't getting financially remunerated back anyway and then let alone in a pandemic so i can only wonder how those people are feeling because you know you, you toil for a lot early and you don't get much sort of fiscal reward back which is part and parcel of it but this must be heightened tenfold now given the current uncertainty around the climate yeah i think that added pressure of i don't know about you but your parents certainly ask you when you're 25 26 rob what are you what are you doing mm. for employment when you've got five different parts yeah. of a casual job yeah. um, which is there's nothing wrong with that either like there's not like there's not absolutely no, nothing wrong. Like there's but yeah, I, as long as you can you don't have to have everything figured out now and that's the thing that i think a lot of people should take a lot of comfort and respite out of is that you don't need to have it all figured out during the COVID period or straight after uni or you know you're still very young even at the age of 30 like so that's the thing that I always try and enlighten people is the pressure is just ridiculous and the pressure usually comes from you know people close to you but me personally the pressure was always grace that I imparted upon myself mm, yeah I, I think like like we've done I guess triax wouldn't exist if a pandemic didn't happen mm, we probably would never yeah. have got around to it so I, I mean yeah. the positive is the, the positives of it are that you know if in these periods of time when you don't have much and it, maybe mm. you don't have the opportunity opportunity to develop your coaching skills but you can go off and do something different so i know there was a we put up a post recently about things that you, you should be doing so you know yeah last lockdown i was looking at making databases yeah working on my programming skills you know you could start coding learn to use a different software or technology i saw a great tweet the other day from i think it was nathan keely from cricket new south wales about what young practitioners should do when applying for a job and in there was just you know look up a software or a technology that uh, mm. a high performance setting uses and and read the instruction manual so that when you do go do your internship, you know how to use the force plates or you know how to use a catapult GPS device because you've, you've read the text. So for a young practitioner, particularly those that are looking to do internships, don't think of this as doom and gloom, but use this time to sort of en- enhance your theoretical skills and knowledge of the, the software, the technology, the areas that you want to work in. Because then when it reopens and you're putting applications in, I mean, you go to an interview and you go, yeah, I know how to use that. I know how to use this. I've done this. You're going to be more likely to get that opportunity which is going to be probably even more hotly contested than it was 12 months ago before the pandemic yeah and that's and that's great advice too and we're always about practical sort of solutions here at triax as well and i think what you said is good in the fact that you know if if you're someone who's you know in this situation at the moment where you know you sort of maybe recently graduated or you're an undergrad and you're looking for you know, a way to not stagnate and, and develop your skills even though it's pretty trying circumstances particularly in victoria 
is to follow some of the things that Damo has just said there and, and you know, challenge yourself to do start do different things. And we put a couple of posts up as well about, you know, trying to maybe build your, your skills that you can develop now. So if you're a strength conditioning coach or sports scientist, you need to be able, be able to handle data now. So there's a lot of things you can do there in terms of data analysis to, you know, improve your skill set there. And, and then once you get good at that, you can showcase your skills. And I think that given, you know, the accessibility of LinkedIn and Twitter now, that's it's pretty good that you can actually showcase your abilities on there for free and, and hopefully reach a wide range of people and prospective employers as well. So I think, you know, it's, I sympathize with the, the challenges and the pressures that, you know, that sort of cohort has on their lives at the moment and trying to figure out where it's all going and, and what's ahead. But, you know, if you have that ability, okay, what can I do to get better and improve? Then I think that might put you in a better mental health state as well, rather than, you know, just thinking, geez, well, the chips are down at the moment. I think one thing as well is that it's a great opportunity to focus on yourself as well. Mm. So your own training, your own physical health. So make sure, I know for me, it's been a nice, refreshing period where you can actually go for that run, get that gym session in every day because you're not as busy and yeah. focused on everything else. So um, that's as good for your mental health as, you know, worry, making sure that you're prepared for the next job. But if you just take this time as well to look after yourself physically and mentally, and that's obviously going to help once we reopen and you get back into the grind again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think that's all we'll probably have time for in this installment of our little Triax 10 here. But thanks to you, Damo, for, for your insights as well. Um, it's a topic that we're both pretty passionate about. So hopefully if uh, you're out there and you're in a similar uh, position, then you'll get some some takeaways from that. As always, if you want to get in contact with us or me or Damo or even Sean, you want to talk about you know, the state of the world or sports science, strength and conditioning, then feel free to, to reach out to us if we can learn some advice or uh, even just be an ear to listen to some of the things going on, then by all means, uh, contact us. We'll be happy to help out in any way. But until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs>